Welcome back into another edition of the Fantasy Authority Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Steele. You can find me on Twitter at FantasyRath13. Joined, as always, you find him on Twitter, C. Kutzer FF. Joined, as always, with Cody. Today, we're going to be talking about some zero RB draft strategy as the players to target and the viability of actually using the strategy. In the meantime, if you go ahead and rate and review the show on whatever podcast platform you, you listen to, I, we'd really appreciate it. And let's get into the show. With Hollywood code, I'm with Molly G, bro. Flying Holly Grove chicks to my Hollywood shows. And I wanna tell you something that you probably should know. This that slum dog, millionaire Bollywood flowing up. My real friends never hearing from me. Fake friends write the wrong answers on the mirror for me. That's why I pick and choose. I don't get shit confused. I got a small circle. I'm not with different crews. We walk the same path, but got on different shoes. Live in the same building. What's going on, everybody? Hope you are doing well. Going to be talking to you guys about zero RB strategies. Is it viable? How would you approach it in uh, in the 2020 draft, especially with all of the running backs that are flying up draft boards? Uh, just to give a quick background on what the zero RB strategy entails, what does it mean? Depending on who you talk to, everyone's going to have a, a slightly different definition or their take on it. But for for our purposes tonight, we're going to go to the uh, to the original zero RB strategy, and that was developed and brought to popularity by Sean Siegel of Rotoviz. Uh, he was the one who really brought it to the forefront when he was using it with success in high stake leagues. Basically, what you're doing with that is you're forgoing RB completely in the top four or five rounds. That is what what zero RB is to me anyway. The reason why this was a, a viable strategy was the the injury rate of running backs, right? With especially going back several years ago, whenever this be, whenever this came up, you were looking at a lot of there, there weren't really any committees at that point right so you were talking about all these running backs just being pounded to the ground you know 250 plus touches getting injured a lot and their handcuffs become viable they take over and you were already rostering them so you didn't have to spend the waivers on them so you were able to do that better with quarterbacks receivers and tight ends and you were focusing your waiver priorities on them and now not only do you have the the injury aspect to it you also have there there are more committees so a lot of these running backs are more viable and you're not just waiting strictly on wait, waiting on an injury for these handcuffs to become viable so that's kind of where we're going with this um what we're looking at now looking at fantasy football calculators adp you have 26 running backs that are going in the first four rounds and only 19 wide receivers in the first four rounds kev give me i'll i'll, I'll give you a chance here to talk let me know what your thoughts are on the strategy. Would you use it this year? And just kind of your, your overall thoughts on, on zero RB. Well, I think like with anything that you have to adjust with time, right? When I, when the strategy first came out, it was kind of revolutionary a little bit on, on the whole entire strategy, because for many years, the typical strategy for, for fantasy football was you take running backs early um, most leagues were playing in standard formats where people were still drafting quarterbacks super early. We've changed dramatically since all that time, right? We have late round quarterback now that's kind of like the standard is what everybody understands or most understand. You have, you know, running backs that are starting that should be going later and later, but they're not. And 
with with a with now pretty much everybody everybody playing PPR. Now last year was a different beast, right? So if you look at last year, I think it was sixty six percent of the running backs that were drafted in the top twenty four all hit had a successful hit rate, which was very odd. That that was much higher than than what you typically would see. Normally it's around that fifty percent mark, and so I think for some people it's really messed up people's mindset on, on towards on towards this whole entire thing because last year we saw a lot of wide receivers actually get hurt whether it was Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Juju Smith-Schuster didn't pan out. Antonio Brown obviously went went mama went crazy, right? You know, th- there's been a, a couple other guys. A- Adam Thielen was another guy who got hurt. Like when the running back position last year, we just didn't really see any big injuries for the most part. Most everybody stayed healthy, so it kind of messed with the, with, with everything and and how everybody's interpretation of this. Now, for me, I don't think I would do a full on zero RB when, with the, the traditional way. I think a much more viable strategy would probably be do like robust wide receiver, where maybe you take one running back in the first three rounds, and you know, whether it, like I think a good strategy like we've talked about before, like going. You know, if you had the first overall pick, or you you grab one of those top four running backs, you know Saquon, Zeke, you know whether it's Dalvin Cook, you know, whomever, McCaffrey. Didn't I say him? I should have said him first. But anyway, uh, regardless of that, you take one of them first, and then at the at the two three turn, you know, go Allen Robinson, Godwin if he's on the board, you know, or something like that, and then continue hamming wide receiver because really once you get past that first round really of running backs it, you really have a lot of question marks on a lot of these running backs and to be honest 26 running backs going in the first four rounds is a little bit ridiculous in my opinion you're gonna it's gonna be turned into a massive minefield for the running back position where if over time like if you look over a much larger sample size for wide receivers you find that wide receiver that wide receiver hit rate stabilizes much more than running back does once you get past the first couple of rounds and so it's much easier to predict so for me i would much rather slam wide receiver probably for the next three or four rounds and then you know kind of start looking at a running back after that you know after you get one of those kind of big big name running backs because i'm gonna be honest with you once you get past those top four or five running backs like we have i mean i love josh jacobs or joe mixon or miles sanders or joe you know all guys like that like i love those dudes but they all have their own question marks where the top four really don't and so i think for me, I definitely think you can still do zero RB. I know a lot of people are like, oh, fuck that. You guys are stupid. You can't do zero RB. I think you can get all the way the fuck out of here with that. Like, you certainly can. And it's it's getting more and more to the point where we're kind of back to that point. Because what happened was a couple years ago, the zero RB boom happened. And we saw wide receiver ADP really start to rise, right? And it, t- it took away all that value that you were getting from wide receivers because the wide receivers weren't falling like they are right now. Now we're back to that point where everybody wants to go running backs and everybody will say, oh, well, you have to take a running back with the first two picks. You have to take a running back with your first two picks and it, or your first two or three picks. And that is ridiculous because you are running right and in straight into head first into a minefield because you are, you are, your chances of uh, hitting, hitting a mine is much higher at, at those positions, especially once you get past, like I said, that first round, the second, third, fourth, fifth rounds of running backs. There are a lot of mines that are going to be there where people are going to get screwed on those picks. Where a wide receiver, I think it's you feel much more, much safer and have a much solid or much better upside plus four. Yeah, the only thing I want to touch on before we get into some targets here is last year, if you look at it too, you know, you already mentioned the hit rate among the among the top twenty four that were selected. Also. Among the top 12 in half PPR scoring, there were only six total games missed by by the running backs who finished in the top 12, and that includes three games missed from Saquon Barkley. So that's another thing you have to look at. And like, we're not going to have that injury luck again, you know, back to back years. So, the, and uh, the other thing would be is, like you mentioned, the 24 running backs going in the top four rounds or 26. 
the thing that's crazy about that is the running backs who were going like in the third and fourth round would typically be names that we would be targeting as a zero RB strategy, but because they're so, you know, they're, they're the new hotness and they're flying off the board, those guys are getting pushed up drafts. So that's definitely something to, uh, to keep in mind real quick, Kev. Um, is there like a certain prototype that, that you're looking for, like a certain build in terms of your zero RB targets? Like are you looking strictly for upside guys, uh, uh, pass catching backs, uh, excuse me, or are you looking at just like kind of handcuff guys? Is, is there like a certain, a certain mold you're looking for that would fit a zero RB strategy? I'm looking for Darius guys, like guys like that, right? Like Darius, like, like Darius guys is probably the poster child for zero RB because he's still going in the sixth round. He has top 10 upside. Like he really does. If he stays healthy, I know it's kind of a clouded backfield with Adrian Peterson. They brought in Antonio Gibson, Peyton Barber, but all those dudes, you know, I think Antonio Gibson has a role, but I think he's much more of a gadget type player with they're going to use him like this year, where they're going to use him all over the formation, not just as a running back. So I think Darius guys can really carve out a, a significant role. Now the question is, can he stay healthy, right? Which is the same thing we kind of asked about Dalvin Cook before last year where he kind of exploded. Darius guys still has that in his range of outcomes. If this offense could take a step forward, like I think Darius guys right now is the first guy that I'd be looking to target in a zero RB strategy. So like he's somebody, Kareem Hunt is definitely one of those guys as well, even though he's kind of moving further up draft board than he's going like late fifth now. So like those are the type of running backs that you would be looking at. You know, some other, uh, some other zero RB guys that you probably should be taking a look at um mark ingram is certainly in that range of outcome type of player deandre swift jk dobbins uh, Keyshawn vaughn is starting to slip further and further down drafts matt Breida, tevin coleman obviously we have the big handcuff guys like alexander madison tony pollard chase edmonds duke johnson if, if something happens to the incumbent starter like those guys immediately step in and probably are our immediate probably rb1s a low-end rb2 something like that so with all those things considered like that's what you're looking for you're looking for straight upside because you're looking to hit a home run because typically you're looking to work the waiver wire hopefully you hit on one of the if you can even hit on one running back if you go full zero rb and then you just kind of work that waiver wire because typically like i said like last year we didn't see any injuries so we really didn't have any opportunity to really find any running backs there was a couple that happened but for the most part it really wasn't and but in typical years you have that two or three guys that kind of get hurt where like you have the d'angelo williams that kind of explodes you know late in the year and wins you a chance championship you know there, there's examples zach stacy i remember he won me a championship back in the day whenever he took over as the lead back there's the other one in the saints i can never th- i always uh his name always escapes uh, a couple uh years ago. Pierre. Pierre thomas no 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 he can't there's the dude that got hurt played for the cardinals he got hurt uh was out of the league for a couple of years and he came back and had those those three like monster seasons or those a couple like two or three monster games at the end i think i know where you're headed but i i can't think of it either I'll remember it. I'll remember it. But anyways, those are the type of guys you should be looking for. You're looking to hit home runs. That's all you're looking for. You're looking for a high, high risk, high reward type running backs, whatever you're pulling the strategy, right? Um, like I said, that's why I feel like uh, robust wide receiver is probably a much better way to go or you kind of secure that, that one running back that you feel good about, and then you just hammer. So basically the way I would do it is I would take that one running back, and then I would secure – I would probably go wide receiver for the next three to five picks, right, and just hammer out wide receiver. And then the rest of the draft – at the very end of the draft, I got my quarterback, my tight end, and it's in a you know standard single quarterback league. And the rest of my draft is all running back. I'm just hammering running back one after another, after another, after another of all high upside running. Yeah, I agree. I'd be looking at that that modified 
you know, one RB approach or anchor RB, whatever you want to call it. I, I don't know if I if I would have the cojones to go strictly zero RB. For me, the guys I'd be looking for in that range would be guys who I believe will have a role early on. And then if something, you know, whether it's an injury or they just straight up uh, beat out the, you know, the, the rest of the guys in their committee, those are the guys I'd be targeting. So I'm looking at guys like Cam Makers, who's going at 507 right now. DeAndre Swift, who's the next running back being taken, they're, they're going 28 and 29 respectively. And those are both rookies who I think they're, they're going to have a role early on. But I also believe that they can just straight up beat out the, the rest of their competition. Obviously, Henderson and Malcolm Brown with the Rams, I think Akers could take over that backfield. And again, like we've talked about before, not necessarily you know a, a Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley type of thing where he's getting 90%, but he can, he can easily have 60% plus of the touches. Same thing with Swift and on Johnson. Uh, the guys call, I, I really like that as far as a, as far as a zero RB uh, target because like you said, if he can stay healthy, he has RB1 upside and FF calculator has him currently at 610 as RB31. Um, some other guys I like, James White at 705, especially now with, with Cam being added there. I, I still don't know what that offense is going to necessarily look like. We saw what happened last year with Sony Michelle. He had the overwhelming majority of those touches, obviously didn't do too much with them. James White is somebody I can, again, has that PPR upside. And is he ever going to get 18 carries a game? No, but if he gets you, you know, let's say, six targets and then he can add a you know a handful of catches as well that's going to be really valuable especially in the full ppr formats and then you're talking about guys that we've talked about before your matt burritas again ppr like he he's going to be the pass catching back over jordan howard and then if something happens to howard or let's face it that dolphins team is not going to be good no matter how many the the improvements they made to the defense, to the offensive side as well, they're still going to be trailing in games. Uh, so Brita can can function in that in that way as well. And then obviously your handcuffs, your Madisons, and Lat- like Latavius Murray is another guy. You know we've talked about him on the podcast before. Uh, Chase Edmonds going at eleven oh six at RB fifty one. I know you love Kenyon Drake, but I, I think Chase Edmonds can also have a have a role here as well. Um, is there anybody else that you want to touch on before before we get out of here? Any other thoughts you you want to spit? Tim Hightower was the name. That's the name I was searching for. I had to go look it up. It, uh, it bothered me if I didn't. Yeah, I think it was Mark Ingram. Once Mark Ingram went down, Tim they actually brought in Tim Hightower out of nowhere and just dude went bold. What was it? I think the last two or three weeks of the year and won people championships. So yeah. But other than that, yeah, I mean, swing for upside, swing for upside. Don't listen to people that try to tell you that you cannot run a zero RB or more, more, more importantly, uh, robust wide receiver. Because I think that is probably the best strategy to go with. I think it's the best strategy to go with at all this uh, of all of them this year because I think that you're getting the best value from doing so. You avoid some of those 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 misses that you're going to run into of the running back position, especially once you get into those RB two range, RB threes. There's much more of a volatility there than there is at the wide receiver position. So. You know, don't be cookie cutter. Obviously, every league is different. You're going to have to follow whatever your draft strategy is. Uh, understand your league and how your league mates draft to be able to pull some of this stuff off. Because if, if a lot of people still are drafting running backs really, really early and, you know, are avoiding the wide receiver position, swoop in and grab those wide receivers where you can finish out with, you know, a, a Michael Thomas and a Julio Jones, you know, and grab Leonard Fournette and then, you know, 
go like grab Allen Robinson and you know regardless just put your nuts on the table and get out there and do it and win some championships because that's what we're trying to do is win some championships yeah absolutely and if anyone's telling you this strategy can't work literally what it comes down to is selecting the best players in that year right like all these can work if if you hit on some of these zero rbs and you hit on your wide receivers guess what the zero rb strategy can work so it all just like as much as we, yeah, you can even say, well, no, but you can even say that like it was last year, right? Like if you were to take Kenyon Drake for it, would have been a good example last year, who's somebody who the first part of the season really wasn't very good, and then really exploded in the second half of the year once he was traded to the Cardinals, stuff like that. Like even last year, like you can make a case for zero RB that would have worked last year. Like every year, there's a way it can work. It's not as sexy, and some, you know, some of it's a, a little bit more luck on hitting on some of this stuff. But to say that you can't run the strategy, I think is ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. It just comes down to how the how it all falls that year. You know, I mean, if if all the if all the running backs or you know, let's say four of the top twelve running backs get injured in terms of ADP. Guess what? Zero RB was probably the way to go. But you know, that's that's something that we will not know until the end of the year. So uh, let us know what you guys think about the zero RB strategy. Are you using it? Are you not? Did you have any luck? Who, who your targets are? So we thank you guys as always for checking us out and swing by and check us out next time. Don't you worry that what it's all about. We hope